All right, so we're in the book of Acts. We're in the book of Acts today. Victory no matter what through our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Faith in Jesus Christ, power of the Holy Spirit. And the title for today is Don't Look for Justice, Look for Jesus. Don't look for justice, look for Jesus. This will be interesting. Acts 21, 27 to 36. We are seeing a problem with justice in America, aren't we? We're, we're, we're in a troubling trend, increasing violence uh, with no consequences, right? Uh, it's just crazy. But the crazy thing is, with all this increased violence that is being poured out on our country, the victims are often the ones blamed and arrested, how many times do we see that the victims are, the, are made out to be the bad guys? It actually started during the riots, oh, I, mean, I mean the protests, uh, it, while businesses were being looted, while cars were being burned, while people were being attacked, those who fought back were blamed as the problem. And, and even the, the, the poor policemen were you know, attacked as, as the problem. It just, it's just crazy what's going on. And now we have a whole culture of rioting. A whole culture of writing. If I don't, if we don't like you, if we don't like what you believe, if we don't like what you're saying, we're going to riot. We're going to just shut you up. We're going to shout you down. We're going to riot, really. That's what we're going to do, and that's what we're seeing in America. But this is not new. This is not new. It's been happening for a long time. We're going to see a riot in the book of Acts that sheds a lot of light on what we're going through. A a riot in the book of Acts and the wrong guy gets arrested, just like today. And it's a warning for us and it's a, a warning to prepare for us as we see what happens in the book of Acts. Father, we, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for each person who's here or watching somewhere. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would encourage us and prepare us. And that the word would would touch our hearts. And if anybody has not put their faith in Jesus, today would be that day they give their life to Jesus. And I pray that we would all live by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, crazy story. Crazy story. The book of Acts just gets crazy and crazier, right? Uh, Acts 21, uh, starting with verse 27. I'll use the screen since make sure the version's right here. When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help us. This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple and defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, in the city with Paul and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple. The whole city was aroused and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked him who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered Paul to be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great, he had to be carried by the soldiers. And the crowd that followed kept shouting, get rid of him. 
Okay, here we go. So we see that the posse finally catches up to Paul uh, at the temple. Remember Asia? They mentioned Asia. That's when the persecution started. The posse started following him all the way from Asia. They're after Paul. They chased him. They finally catch up, caught up to him here in the temple, just like a Western. Finally, the posse catches up, and they're spreading false accusations. Can you believe people would do that? Uh, connect the dots to the USA Today. We see it every day, right? And they're trying to kill him. They're trying to kill him, literally trying to rip him apart. Because if you don't like what someone believes, if you don't like what someone believes, you have the right to attack and even kill them. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Are we, are we, 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 does this sound, is there an echo, right? Uh, how about the guy in Michigan a couple weeks ago? There was a woman uh, out canvassing in the neighborhood trying to raise votes for pro-life uh, candidates. And they got into a discussion, argument on, on the pro-life issue and babies. And this man <clears throat> ended up shooting this woman. Shooting the woman. She didn't die, but she was wounded. Shooting him. And he said, I, I had to. She was threatening me. She was threatening me. She was 83 years old, and he shot her in the back. You haven't seen it in the news? Oh, it's there. You have to use a, a, the, the right search. I used to say Google, but that won't help you. But, oh, no, it's, it's in certain news sites. It's there. And, and he shot her in the back. But he defended himself. She was threatening me. Okay. Uh, you see what, what I'm talking about, and that's exactly what we see with Paul here. So the writers are trying to kill Paul, but when the Roman soldiers arrive, they stop because, <laughs> oh, good, the Romans are here. Let them finish the job. They're great at killing, right? That's what they're thinking. All right, so what do the riot police do? What do they do? They arrest Paul. <laughs> of course, they arrest Paul. Let's look at the verses again. <clears throat> Verse 33, the commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains <clears throat> then he asked then he asked them who he was and what he had done. Anybody see the mis, mis, misorder here, right? Some in the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great, he had to be carried by the soldiers. And the crowd that followed kept shouting, get rid of him. Get rid of him. We know what that means, right? Uh, get rid of him. The riot police police arrest Paul, an innocent victim. They don't arrest the people that are beating him to death, trying to beat him to death. No, no, no. Why would they do that? No, they arrest Paul, the victim, and then they handcuff him, double-chained him, double-chained him. Paul... <clears throat> It's crazy that they did this to little Paul. Paul was little. Uh, tradition tells us he was under five feet tall. Did you know that? That's how he got the nickname Paul. Paul means little. All right? This little guy being beaten, and they see this scary little guy, and they, they, they chain, double-chain him. Double-chain him. It's crazy, isn't it? You talk about deja vu all over again. What are we seeing in the United States today? The same thing. The FBI and the, the Department of Injustice is arresting pro-lifers now. Pro, peaceful pro-lifers. They show up their houses with guns drawn. 20 agents still got the one guy, right? 20 agents showed up. The guy was with his children. They come in with their guns drawn to arrest these dangerous pro-lifers. 
who would dare try to, to, to save a baby at an abortion clinic, right? Uh, it, it, it's crazy. They're not arresting the abortionists who are murdering the babies. No, no, not the murderers. They're arresting the people who are outside the clinic, offering the mothers help and trying to save the lives of the babies. Welcome to Nazi Germany. If you don't know history, you probably don't know what's going on, but we can see exactly what is happening. Welcome to Nazi Germany. And then the commander asked Paul who he was. And you would hope that he would ask that when? Before he arrests them and double handcuffs them, right? You would hope he would arrest them before that, but he, then he has it. But he can't even get a straight answer because the, the mob is shouting, shouting it down, just like the world today. If they try, you just keep shouting louder. Don't let anybody talk. If you don't agree with them, don't let them talk. Just keep shouting louder. They, the world. What is the world really trying to do? They're trying to drown out the truth because they know that what they're saying is not true. They know. If they had the truth, they could just say it. But they have to drown out the truth. That's why they're shouting their heads off. And, and that's what they do. They, have, they must block misinformation. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to say the word because I don't want this to be blocked, the sermon. But uh, you know, they block misinformation. They muzzle the, the truth. They arrest people who try to tell the truth. They bully people that, that are telling the truth. They muzzle, they, they lie. Look, look what just happened. Pfizer just admitted. Did you follow it? Did you see it in the news? Pfizer just admitted that their vaccination does not stop the spread of COVID. They had to admit it. It doesn't stop it. Not only that, they knew it before they, they put it out. They knew the truth. They knew it all along. They never even tested it for it. And now they know it didn't stop the flow. Didn't stop that. And, and <clears throat> it was a big lie. And this big lie was used to control. It was used to punish. It was used to bully. It was used to destroy the life of non-vaxxers. Right? Look at all the people who got fired. Look at all the people who got bullied. Look at all the people who got, uh, don't get me started, right? It, it, it was used to bully them. The vast majority of us who did not get the vaccination be, did it because of our pro-life beliefs. It wasn't even for our health or, you know, the, the, the mRNA and all that garbage. It was really because of our pro-life beliefs, because of the connection to abortion technology. And, and that is why they use the lie to attack us. It's unbelievable. Some countries even put people in concentration camps. I'm not talking about China. I'm talking about Western democracies. Democracies actually put people in what we would consider concentration camps because they wouldn't take the mark. I mean, uh, the facts. It's all preparing us. I told you, it's all preparing us. Preparing us. Now back to Paul. It gets so hot that they finally have to carry him into the barracks. I can just see Paul on this Roman soldier's shoulders. <laughs> giving his smile and giving his victory signs. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I got away again. Could just see it, right? That's how hot it got. We see the same scenario being repeated all over the world, and it's now creeping into the U.S. It's right at our door. A few years back, an undercover reporter, you know, I've used this story before, films Planned Parenthood selling baby body parts to uh, what he thought was a lab. 
And, they, and they, they're doing it everywhere. They're just slight, not just killing the babies. They're harvesting them and selling them to make money in labs for research. Look up University of Pittsburgh if you want to see what's going on. It's right here. See what's going on. And, it's, and what this reporter did was completely legal. He did an undercover reporting. He videotaped it. He, it was completely legal. And yet, because he was living in California... They arrested him, and they, and they fined him millions of dollars. They used some law and twisted some crazy law, twisted it, and totally misused it to convict this guy. And guess who edited it up? Kamala Harris. What a shock. What a shock. Then this week, a pro, I don't know if you followed it, though this week, the pro-life, you got to read a lot of news sources to get the news. This week, the pro-life rescuer intercepted, was at a, a Planned Parenthood and was trying to help the mothers not to abort the babies. And somehow she ended up with the, with the remains of the babies that would be taken out. She intercepted it. I don't know. She pretended, oh, oh yeah, I'll take those. <laughs> you know, she, she ended up with the baby body parts and she exposed it. She brought it into the news. It was gruesome. So what happened to her? She uh, she was arrested, not for having the body parts, but they said a couple of days before that she had been threatening people at the at the clinic. Oh, really? Just happened to be after she gets these body parts that they arrest her because of something that happened like you know before. Crazy, right? Not, not once again, not the, not the abortion doctors, but the woman who exposes what is happening in the concentration camp. Well, I mean, Planned Parenthood. Right? Welcome to Nazi USA. It's no longer Nazi Germany that we judge. It's Nazi USA. Study what happened to the German people in the concentration camps and those who tried to, to tell the truth. Unbelievable. Next time, we're going to see how Paul defended himself. He's going to get a chance to defend himself one last time. It's going to be very interesting. We're going to see how he defended himself and the effects of it. And we're going to focus on that because there's lots of lessons for us in our culture today. But I couldn't gloss over this part of the story because the Holy Spirit is warning us with this passage to prepare for persecution, to prepare for this tactic that was used on Paul. This is back to the future, right? It, it, you know, and, and he's really, I really believe the stress here is don't look for justice in this world. Don't look for justice from the Department of Justice, the Department of Injustice. Don't look for it. In Luke Chapter 18, Jesus warned us this very thing. Look what he says in Luke 18, verse 6. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That is exactly what we're talking about. As we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ, that's what he's talking about. Persecution will increase, which is the context of this passage. And he says, keep praying, cry out to God day and night, because Jesus will return with justice. Jesus is going to bring the justice. Don't look for justice. Look for Jesus. 
Don't think, oh, well, the elections go our way this next time. Oh, we're going to have justice here. Or, or if only we get the right president. Or if we can just X, Y, and Z, right? <laughs> Listen, we've got to pray and we've got to do our part. And I hope you vote pro-life. At the very least, I hope you vote pro-life. But, but, but it's all where this world is headed. It's not, we will not have justice. Don't look for justice. Look for Jesus. Jesus will bring true justice. But, like he said, will we keep the faith? Will he find faith on the earth? Will we keep the faith while we're waiting for him to arrive with the justice? So many people are falling away all around us. All around us, people that we thought were Christians. Or at least solid Christians are falling away. Jesus Christ is separating the wheat from the weeds and it's happening in shocking places and shot with shocking ways. But we have to keep the faith. Jesus says, keep the faith. Expect injustice from the world. But ex- expect injustice from this world. Don't be shocked. Don't be upset. Don't be angry. Just expect it. But <clears throat> expect Jesus Christ to return with his justice. And his justice is going to look a lot different from the world's justice. It's not going to make the chart of the social justice movement, right? Uh, this, you want to see Jesus' justice? Second Thessalonians 1, 4 to 10. A lot of people are in for a shock when they see what real justice looks like. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith and all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence. Evidence that God's judgment. I'm not going to stop, Marty. Is that yours? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know whose phone that is. But anyway, I'm not stopping. Remember, Paul had the ding, 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 and he had to stop. I'm not, I was kidding, Marty. So I'm not stopping. All right, yeah. Uh, all, this, <laughs> all this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy. Oh, I'm going to say that. All this is, is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. Say that with me. God is just. Here it goes. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction destruction and shut up from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. That is God's justice. People, nobody's getting away with anything. Nobody. Oh, it's just a shame that person died before they got caught. <laughs> They've been caught. The people that are persecuting and vandalizing churches and killing these babies. And I'm not talking about women who, you, listen, I know lots of people here have had abortions. I stress God's mercy and grace, God's mercy and grace. If you have repented and asked for God's forgiveness, it's gone. And if you still need your healing, to see me, we got lots of, lots of ways to get healing. Wendy Shedding has the, the Bible study where people are getting the healing all the time. Don't carry the pain and the, the guilt because the blood of Jesus Christ covers everything. But for those who won't repent, there's going to be justice. Therefore, a country that has murdered 60 million babies... There is going to be justice. 
there's going to be justice. The world and the world hates us. The world, they're attacking in First, uh, in, uh, First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians there. They're attacking Christians because the world hates us. You know why the world hates us? Because we won't buy the lie of the world's justice. We won't buy the, the lie of the so-called world's justice. The, the social justice is anti-Christ. Anti-Christ. It's unbelievable. I've seen pastors marching these parades and, you know, carrying a sign for social justice. I'm like, do you know what you're doing? Do you even read your Bible? It's shocking to me. The social justice has a, a foundation of killing babies. They call it reproductive justice. We're going to kill babies. That's social justice. They, they want to destroy the family. They want to overturn the, they want to overturn the, the nuclear family. No mothers and fathers. They want to overturn that. That is the, the, the foundation of social justice. They believe in radical homo, homosexual lives and, and everything that goes with that. And not to, don't mention the heterosexual sin, right? They, they hold to reverse racism. It's okay. Racism is also going this way. It's okay. It, it's, it's anti-Christ. And Christians can have nothing to do with it. And we don't, real Christians don't have anything to do with it. And that's why the world hates us. We won't drink the world's Kool-Aid. We're not drinking the world's Kool-Aid. We don't follow the science. The science. You, you, you mean the, the science like the COVID and all the lies that have been exposed and are pouring out left and right now about what they tried to do to us? They, they, we aren't buying it with, a, with global warming. Oh, I'm sorry. Climate change because the global warming thing didn't work out. All right, climate change, you know. It, 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 we, we're not buying the, the lies. The cra- do you know how crazy this is? It, Listen to this headline. Scientists say the earliest life from form on Mars probably destroyed itself through climate change. <laughs> this isn't a joke. This isn't a joke. A new report from Life Science says the earliest known form of life on Mars probably destroyed itself through climate change. Uh, we don't even know if there was life on Mars, but they already figured out what, what happened to them. But then the guy who was really funny, the guy Stu... Uh, uh, Stu does America. He also said, but were they vaccinated? But anyway, we won't, we won't go there. That, that is, that is the, the science. We won't follow their so-called science. The same science that says there's no such thing as a boy and a girl. No such thing. There's no male or female. There's like 84 other genders, but no male and female. Can't find it anywhere. That's science, all right? That's where science has taken us. Uh, you know, evolution. We came from monkeys. I think some of them did. Monkeys. There's no, there's no proof in between, like, you know, no, nothing but, it's, you know, they, they, you know the, the one argument I was reading is, well, there's no fossil evidence because they were sea monkeys. And they lived in the ocean, so their bones disintegrated. That's why we can't find them in between. Sea monkeys. This was, this was a serious argument of science, the scientists were making. I was okay. Here we go. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the, the, the science tells us now there's no such thing as a baby's heartbeat. You know, the thing that you're hearing. That's not really a baby's heartbeat. That, that's something else. Now they're trying to. They're trying to say. Scientists are trying to say this to go along with. You know, I'm not going to start naming names. But anyway, you know, this craziness out there. That's where science takes us. That's why I call it following the science fiction. Every time they say follow the science, I say fiction because that's what it is but the main thing that infuriates the world that freaks them out that that convicts them convicts them is that we they don't own us 
they don't own us. John 15, 18 says this. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. This is Jesus talking. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world that would love you as its own, as it is you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Listen. The world hates us. Get it in your head. We're never going to be loved by the world. And if you are loved by the world, that's a problem. The world hates us because they can't, they don't own us, which means they can't control us. They can't control us. We won't go along with the crowd. We can't go along with the crowd because we know where that crowd is, is going. Matthew seven thirteen. Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter it but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it that's where that road is heading that's where the world that's where the crowd is taken to to destruction we are headed to life in jesus christ we know and this is the thing we know jesus is the only way to the one true god the only way and it This is what people hate when you say it, right? He's the only way to the one true God. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Acts 4.12. Now, we studied this back in Acts 4.12 where, where the apostle said salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. We must be saved. And anyone who will, does not believe that, who will not submit to God's, what he's given with his, his son, Jesus Christ, anybody who will not come to the cross of Jesus Christ, will not come to Jesus Christ as their one and only Savior, will face him as their just judge. He's either our Savior or our judge. John 3.36 says, right after John 3.16, which we're going to end with, obviously. But John 3.36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. God's wrath. But God has made a way out. A way out from his wrath. A way out from cosmic justice. God has to, has to punish sin. He has to punish wrong. If he didn't, he wouldn't be just anymore. He's got to. Or he isn't God. But he knew that we couldn't pay our way. We couldn't get out of the mess ourselves. So God made a way out. In Romans 3.25, in Romans 3.25, it says, God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement. Atonement means at one minute. It's actually three English words put together at one. He's made us at one with God. Again, God presented Jesus, him, as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did it to demonstrate his justice. Get that? Because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just. And the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Are you following that? God is just. He has to stay just. But, he, but there, his justice demands a payment for sin, for the crimes of humanity. His justice demands it. But someone had to pay that penalty. And Jesus, his own son, 
paid that penalty on the cross. He paid it so that we could go free, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could go to heaven, so that we could be justified, just as if I never sinned, justified by put, because we put our faith in Jesus. This allowed God to maintain his justice while still justifying us because his son took the, 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 the penalty. Jesus will take our punishment. He will take our punishment on himself if we will put our faith in him. If we will put our faith in what he did on that cross, his death. If we will put our faith in his resurrection from the dead. If we will put our faith in Jesus, he will take our punishment and we will be justified in the sight of a holy and just God. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray. Have you been justified yet? Have you been justified by faith? By putting your faith in Jesus Christ, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The word believe means to put your faith and your trust and your hope and give your life to. That's the picture behind believe and faith in the Greek. Completely surrendering to. Have you done that? You can be justified right now. Right now, just as if I never sinned, can happen to you this very second. doesn't matter what you've done in your life. However horrible it is, whatever shame that you have, it doesn't matter. It can be washed away. Anything. Think of the worst thing that you've ever done. Washed away, gone in God's sight. It will never be held against you in heaven someday. Forgiven under the blood of Jesus if you will put your faith in Jesus. You can do that now. A simple prayer of faith. The faith is already happening in your heart, but you pray the prayer to just put an exclamation on it. God, please forgive me justify me I don't want the sin anymore I don't want the garbage anymore I want the shame anymore I want I don't want the lies anymore I repent I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to you, God.
if you have prayed that prayer of faith, putting your faith in Jesus, then something has just happened that will change your life and change your eternity. You have been justified. Just as if I never sinned. You can now live a new life with Jesus. This very second. And that life will go through all of eternity. In heaven someday. If you prayed that prayer of faith, then I want to encourage you to tell somebody. Maybe you have a family member or a friend here. Maybe you have someone at work who's been praying for you. If you don't have anybody, tell me. I'd love to hear it. So we can be excited for you and encourage you in your new life in Christ. Let somebody know. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Will we keep the faith? Just as we're saved by faith, will we keep the faith? Just like Jesus said, will will, will I find faith on the earth? Will we keep the faith? Are we looking for justice? Or are we looking for Jesus? Are we looking to politics or Supreme Court or something else? Nothing wrong with any of those things, but what are we really looking to? Justice or Jesus? Father, I pray you prepare each of us for what's happening. I pray that we would be part of the remnant revival, Father. I pray that we would stand against the world's lies. I pray that people would see Jesus Christ in us. I pray this in Jesus' name.